Yo, 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 yo. Tuesday night, 7 o'clock live. Politics on the corner, Real Rap King. Thank you all for enjo- uh, joining us. First time here, like, share, subscribe, comment, share the channel, share the conversation. Appreciate your time as always. I had a whole show planned today, but we're going to call it Audible. Um, we'll get into that a little later, but we're going to call it Audible on what we had planned. Um, it was only right that we, t- we changed some things around out of respect and out of respect for the conversation, the bigger conversation, right? True. Um, but we're going to get into that in a second. I want I want to kind of start this off with something funny so, so I can get my mind right and I can bring my mind down a little bit. Um, Phil, what you got for me? First of all, Phil, what is this? All right, so you, you're you're pretty controversial on your, to, to your, say the your least. social media. To say the least. And so I, what I did, I uh, decided to scrub some of your social media, and I'm going to call it, uh, I, I gathered some of the angry replies that you've gotten on some of your reels. They mad? So, yeah, so I think it's time that we read. Oh, angry replies. Some angry replies. <laughs> Okay, good segment. Let's let's get started. Let's go. What's the first one? All right. First angry reply comes from this fine gentleman. Learn facts instead of repeating the black standard lines of it's someone else's fault. Get real about who's shooting who. 70% of homicides are bollock. This is what he said. Bollock on black crime. I don't know what bollock is, but fix that. Okay. Whoever the bollock is is getting slaughtered. But, um... <laughs> Hey, listen. I, um, this comment was in response to the uh, to the segment from last week with um with the gentleman uh, Kevin Braffitt um, talking about police and community relations and shoot the shooting of unarmed black men. Um, clearly, that conversation go, goes over some people's head. It has nothing to do with the with the with the black men that are here committing the violence and, and, and the acts of violence and the homicides. We're talking about unarmed men and women. <laughs> we're not talking about the assailants. We're talking about pure victims, right? You can't kill nobody without a weapon. Well, you can. You can kill them with your hands, but you can't shoot nobody without a weapon. Mm-hmm. So, 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 don't worry about it, kid. Relax. Get some monkey shoulder in your life, and be easy. What's next? All right. So you know how you know the term Karen, right? Yeah, yeah. But have you heard of a Susan? Well, no, I never heard of a Susan. Well, Susan was in your comments too, and here she goes. What's Susan saying? Blame, blame, blame. It's that responsibility for your actions. You must stop and educate yourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um sorry, Susan. Um I I don't know why you're so angry, but you look like you need a Snickers. She's hungry too. So. Yeah, yeah, she's definitely hungry. You look like you in need of a Snickers. I understand what your real problem is. Real problem ain't with me or what I said. The problem is your your cupboard is probably bare because you've been in it too long. Um what's the next one? All right, this next one here is a little longer. Here we go. So the academy telling cops statistical facts is racist now. They should be on a higher alert in higher crime areas. It just makes sense. The cops are ra- if the cops are racist, why are more unarmed white men killed every year than unarmed black men? Hmm, that is real. categorically false, right? Um, I, this comment I remember, and uh, I don't remember if I actually replied to this guy or not, right? <laughs> the point that people miss with the with the condition of the academy, even when you hit the streets with your field training officer, right, and, around, and they riding around and they telling you statistical data about what these neighborhoods are, right? If More than likely, the people patrolling those neighborhoods are not from those neighborhoods. They don't have the slightest idea about these neighborhoods, right? They're dealing with a demographic of people that they've never seen in abundance. They've never seen on the scale. So when you're telling them 
the crime data or that they're animals, they're monsters, they're this and they're that. That puts something in the head of I, I'm already unfamiliar with this territory. I'm, I'm already unfamiliar with this terrain. That just heightens it. That just makes it worse. It exacerbates issues because they already pardon whether they want to admit it or not. They are afraid. So the only thing you're doing is, is exacerbating symptoms that a person already possess. Right. So so that's what that issue is. And a black uh, unarmed black men are killed three times higher than white men. I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news and tell you actual facts. But where you pulled that data from, you pulled the same you pulled out the same crevice that you said those words with. You do the math. Mm-hmm. We got anything else, Phil? No, I just wanted to pick those three because I think those three were uh were pretty um Eventful and just 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 a disclaimer. Those aren't their actual profile pictures. I, oh no no are, no! Still the very talented stock, guy. Those are stock photos. But uh, Suzanne did actually look like that. So just saying. Yeah yeah, Phil's a very talented guy. I don't know where he got those photos from, but it actually is hilarious. And actually, I could picture those images saying those typing those words, angry. Exactly. Twitter um. <laughs> so yeah, what's, I know some some big news came out last night. So you want to tell everybody yeah. what what, um, what actually happened? Um. During the Buffalo Bills and, and Cincinnati Bengals football game last night, uh, Phil, bring the picture up for me, please. Um, DeMar Hamlin, um, he's a Pittsburgh native. Um, went to high school in Pittsburgh, born in Pittsburgh, high school in Pittsburgh. Um, he actually went to college, University of Pittsburgh as well. Um, he was drafted by Buffalo. Um, during last night's game, there was a very violent co- collision, which I'm not going to show that video. If you want to find that, if you want to see that video, see it on your own time. I'm not showing that. Um, out of respect for him and his family and the people that care about him. Um, it was a very violent collision. And honestly, looking at the, the the collision, the initial collision, it didn't look like it was much to it until the guy fell on his back and was unresponsive, right? For, for, for those that are aware of the key details of this, this guy pretty much, all intents and purposes, he, was, he died last night on that football field. Um, the paramedics took 10 minutes to work on him. They brought out an um, emergency defibrillator. They... they they performed CPR on this guy for over 10 minutes. They, they got his heart beat, his heart back beating. Um, they took him straight to the hospital. And um, right now he's intubated. Um, he's on a ventilator. And he's um, in critical condition. Oh Heavily sedated. Um, and out of clear conscience, I was debating with myself all day because a lot of time and work went into the original piece that we were going to talk about tonight. Um, but I got enough stuff I can't sleep over. I, I want to feel right coming in here today and talking about something that's far less important as this, to be honest. Um, because there's so many layers to this. It's not just this. Th- this is very important in its, in its own right. It's very, very important, right? Let's be clear. But when you look at the scope of everything that's involved, all the different variables, right? This guy was performing in a game that, that the average American loves. Like they say, baseball is American sport. It's really football. Let's let's be honest. That's right. It's really football. Um, these guys put their body through a level of trauma that the average person can't even fathom, for our enjoyment, our entertainment. Right. Every time they step on that football field, I think it's more surreal now than ever. They're putting their lives on the line, and that's just the ugly reality. Right. Any combat sport, I consider football a combat sport, a la hockey, a la boxing, rugby, right? These sports that have some violent collisions 
where and, and, and just violent contact, MMA, right? Just have violent contact that we kind of took for granted, right? Because we just enjoy we're enjoying the entertainment. But there's a human value to this that we need to really analyze and look at. You know, this guy's mother was in the stands last night. She had to get a, she had to get an ambulance with her son, not knowing if her son's going to make it or not. He's still in critical condition right now as we speak. Oh my gosh. Right? So you know as as a father as men when our son when our sons decide to play athletics, especially something like football, right? We look like some macho like, "Oh, that ain't hurt. Get back up. Be tougher." Right? It's typically mama that's my baby. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't want my baby to, is my baby all right? Right? Yeah. I've been to some football games with a mama. And every time her son went to the ground, she is my, get up, are you okay? Right? She's saying that underneath her breath, but she's saying it out loud, loud enough for the hair because some things you can't fake, some things you can't mute. Right? So when I look at that and I analyze that, the fact that this is probably the biggest game of the season right here. Right, because of the time of year, the two teams that were playing, what they were playing for, right? Outside of the playoffs, this probably was the biggest game. And quite naturally, you don't go to that field with the expectation that something to this magnitude is going to happen to you. But it's also something that you can't control, right? Because literally every time you, you step on that football field, something very violent can happen to you. It's outside of your control. Like, like I said, watching that video, it didn't look like it was much, but then when you analyze it, you slow it down. Um, you see the helmet go to his chest, right? I mean, a lot of those cervical injuries like that, though, don't look as devastating when you watch him back. I mean, even even if you look at what happened with Dale Earnhardt when he crashed into the wall, it didn't look like a serious crash, but that's you know, something we took cervical for, injuries, It's just man. something we took for yeah. granted, right? It's yeah. something we took for granted. Um, you know, there's there's like, okay, the um, Shazir kid out of Pittsburgh, right, who, who fought back from autism purpose, he was paralyzed, right? That was a devastating injury. You know, it, it was a guy they, they never thought would walk again, right? Um, but Michael Irvin got tackled on Veterans Stadium Field in Philadelphia, right? How he laid there motionless because autism purpose is at that moment he was paralyzed, right? You know, we, you know, we had funny banter back and forth, right, about, you know, what team, what city, what athlete. But at the end of the day, these are human beings, man. These are human beings, and we need to, people need to really realize that at the end of the day, that it's entertainment, but the entertainment comes at a cost that we don't stand to bear. We pay nothing for this, but if we paying for a subscription or we paying an electric bill to cut the TV on so we can watch. But the totality and the impacts and effects of what these men put their bodies through, we don't feel none of that, right? Like I said, for me, this made it super surreal, um, I was at a loss for words. I'm still kind of at a loss for words because it's 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 like I said, it's, it's something that you, as a parent, as a person, you can't fathom going through or your loved one going through. If you're watching the show right now, leave a comment if you actually saw what happened last night live. In, um, in and you can thoughts. you can feel free to call in. You can feel free to call in whenever you want to. Um, but there was there was some things that really stood out to me about this. Um, some response. Um, statements or some response uh, activities, so to say, that kind of stood out to me. Um, the first one being Skip Bayless. 
So Skip decided to tweet out <laughs> why this guy is pretty much on his way to the hospital. I only think he made it to the hospital yet, right? This guy, can you read that for me, Phil? No doubt the NFL is considering postponing the rest of this game. But how? This late in the season, a game of this magnitude is crucial to the regular season outcome, which suddenly seems so irrelevant. So I had to coach myself today, right? Because anybody that know me know me. I'm probably the wrong one to get irritated because then I care less about what I say, right? (laughs) (laughs) But I had to coach myself with responding to this logically and not emotionally. Right. And then and that's a new tactic I got to learn in this space. Right. Because normally if I'm outside and I'm just talking, I'm speaking freely and I'm saying how I want to say it. But sometimes there's got to be right. a point where you can respond emotionally. Right? No, no. But I'm still going to say stuff how I want to say it. But I don't want I don't want I don't want my words to overpower the overall message of, uh, of this segment today. of What we're talking about today. Right. Um, Skip, I, I, I don't know what's up with him. He's had a history of saying the wrong thing at the wrong time, quite frankly. Um, I, I don't understand how he's still a part of that kind of culture. Like, just, just being honest, I understand, like, like for some, he bring ratings, and I stand ratings bring dollars. I understand that. But at what point, at, at what point do your integrity and your more accomplished take over to realize that this guy could say some pretty damaging stuff? I don't care how much he doubles back and says how much he supports. Oh, oh, I, I, I love black people. Or I love this. Or I love that. It don't matter. It's about at the time of a crisis or at the time of indifference. What do you say at that time? For because for me that tells that tells the true character of a person, Ooh. right? It's not about when everything's in a sober environment, everything is good. What you say? It's about when that conflict or that indifference or acrimony arises. What do you say at that juncture? Because that really tells your soul. That tells your character. And more than enough times during those instances, he's said things that, quite frankly, he shouldn't be in that space any longer. Because if that was me, if that was Shannon, if that was various other people that he's made certain statements to, and if he was the, they, they were reversed and make the same statement, I guarantee you they'd be in the unemployment line. Agreed. So, so, so at what point, like I said, at what point do... The integrity took over. At what point do the more compass took over? Because that was about as insensitive as it gets. I don't care about no follower tweets talking about I pray for that man and his family. I don't care about that. I don't care about that. That game was the furthest thing from my mind when I seen those players. You got that video real quick of, of the players huddled on the field? And first tonight, breaking news, Monday Night Football in Cincinnati postponed as a player on the Bills collapses after making a tackle. Teammates shaken as DeMar Hamlin is now in critical condition, according to the NFL. Both teams taking a knee, gathered in prayer. Announcers from ESPN reporting Hamlin was administered CPR on the field and the league finally calling this game about an hour later. Now, during that time, players like J.J. Watt pleading to postpone it. J.J. tweeting this, the game is not important. Former Texan Justin Reed now with Kansas City, defensive back like DeMar Hamlin posting this, please, please, please be okay. That scene was about as, I've never seen a professional sports scene that emotional. I've never seen it. I've never seen it a day in my life. I'm 42 years old. I ain't saying like I'm the oldest person, but I've been watching sports all my life. I've never seen that before. So for once again, that just exacerbates Skip Bellis's comments. 
And I think part of the reason is that guy never did two a days. He never he never tore in a hamstring. He never tore ACL. He never tore in a kill. He never he never had these injuries from playing these kind of sports. I want to know if he if he even played pickup basketball. Every player on that field, from Cincinnati to Buffalo to the staff, I wish they would have showed the scene from the stands. Because I'm pretty sure being there was just a totally different experience. Nobody is worried about the game of football at that time. I was waiting for the NFL to officially call it. So when they said originally, or oh, they would give him a five-minute break, I was like, okay, that don't seem right. I seen Joe Burrow warming up. I was like, that don't seem right. Then, then when I seen Zach Teller and Sean McDermott, those are the head coaches for Buffalo and Cincinnati, when I seen them having a power on the sideline, they covering their mouths just in case people are trying to read their lips. And I seen them pretty much tell their teams to go to the locker rooms. I was like, that's the right call. I don't even know if the NFL really made that call. I mean, I'm being honest. I think part of that was the teams that made that call on the field that night because the NFL was taking too long. Mm. Now, now, I get that, you know, within the scope of information, especially when you're dealing with that in real time, information can have a lag to it. I get that. I understand that, right? But at the same time, those players really couldn't afford a lag. The raw emotion that they had, there was no way on God's green earth that they was able to continue to play a game, to get their mind back into it. Because guess what? They still got to do everything that they know how to do to protect themselves because you've seen how easy it is to get hurt on a high level in that game. Same thing in boxing, right? Always protect yourself. You got to have your mind fully in tune with what you're doing because the wrong move can cost you your life, literally. Has so, that happened before in NFL? I, I think this is probably the worst thing on the field we've ever seen. Really? Like, on the field. We've never seen that. We've seen people, like, in, in, in training camp or practice die from, like, some pre, pre, pre-existing yeah, from some pre-existing injury c- condition that you may not – or you had a heart murmur you ain't know about, right? Or, like you said, heat exhaustion, right? Mm-hmm. But from a contact injury standpoint, this is probably as worse as we've seen. I don't think we've ever seen anything on this level to this magnitude. Now, one thing I will get an NFL some grace about, there is no SOP for this because it's never happened. Shout out to the medical staff of, of, of Buffalo that ran out there to that field, that brought the equipment with them, that did everything that they trained to do, right? Everything they was trained to do, they performed at a high level last night. So they definitely deserve a shout out. They definitely deserve kudos. Um, they earned it, and they have given this young man a fighting chance. Like I said, they worked on them for 10 minutes. They performed CPR. For 10 minutes. For 10 minutes. His heart stopped on that football field. That's... Wow. So, yes, when I see a statement like Skip Bellis' statement, that bothers me. <laughs> right? That, that bothers me. Because there's a humanity factor here. Right? Only, only correlation that I could look at last night is, is, is if they would have told them to keep going is if you're in the military and you're downrange and, and, and somebody next to you gets shot and wounded mortally and you got to keep pushing on. That's a different mindset. That's a different environment. Much different environment. Right? But at the same time, I feel like that's what the NFL was pushing them to last night. That's garbage. If, if, right? If so. That's what I feel. I'm not saying I can't prove it. Of course, they're going to they're going to say no. They're going to say all the politically good stuff, stuff correctly. But the five-minute warm-up and the nine-minute um, 
bereavement, I guess, it didn't come from nowhere. That information came from somewhere. But I will give credit for, for them ultimately getting it correct. You understand what I'm saying? I will give I will give whoever whoever was responsible for that, whoever was in concert with coming with that uh, decision, you made the right call. So let me ask you this question. If you think do you think if the NFL was like, hey, we're gonna continue this game and the players just said no? No, I, could, could, that that could have happened, right? I really believe the players would have said no. Yeah. I'm, I'm being honest. I, I hope they would have said no. I hope they would have said no. I hope that um, I seen Stefan Diggs on the sideline when I, um, when they were under the impression that the game was going to continue. I seen him over there trying to get his teammates' heads back in the game. But I mean, everyone said it after he got done talking. They went right back to being somber. They went right back to grieving. Because that's that's an image you can't unimage. You can't. There is no white light to get rid of that image. When you literally see somebody's doing chest compressions and defibrillator shocks on your teammate, you know what I mean. And also in the same light, I want to mention T. Higgins. Um, he's the guy that 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 they had the collision, they had the contact, right? T. Higgins is a player that they are very familiar with each other. It was no, it, it was just a sport, right? It was just, it was just a motion that he's done a million times, right? He's a bigger wide receiver. So anybody know about football, bigger wide receivers, their whole mission is, is to punish defensive backs, right? Make you think twice about tackling me. But there was no way any malicious intentions, I believe, with his actions, right? But people got to pray for his mental health as well. People got to pray for his mental health and people really got to think about what he may be going through as well because no matter how this turned out, he still got to live with the fact that he probably almost took somebody's life. Now, did they show on TV of them giving him CPR or was that not on No, 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 okay. no, no. They cut. Only thing Only thing you seen was that cut, that clip right there where you had the whole team around him. Yeah. But they went to the studio. They, okay. I mean, they did the right thing. Like I said, okay. some of this stuff was done right. And I don't want to be super critical. Um... And like I said, there's no standard operating procedure for this because it's never happened before, right? You can train people. People talk about train. You can train to you blue in the face. It's nothing like the real thing. Mm-hmm. It's not a movie. It's no cut. It's no whole timeout. You're doing that wrong. Let's start over. There's none of that. People got to understand this, right? So, like I said, from the from the medical staff to the teams on the field, they got it right. They got it right. I'm going to give them credit because they got it right. I don't know who else was involved, but I'm not going to take no credit from them. Um, There were some profound things that I've heard this morning that um, when I was going back, and like I said, I was going back and forth whether or not we was going to do the original piece or or were we going to talk about this. And the more that I listened and the more um, comments and feelings that ex-NFL players had, um, one of them is uh, Dominic uh, Foxworth, I believe his name is. We're going to play that. And the other one is Ryan Clark. Um, we're going to play these two videos. We're going to play a portion of them because I believe they said some very key statements, what I said. It, it's a lot of layers to this. There's a lot to unpack, right? There's a lot of historical value here, not necessarily with the injury, but with the conflict and what the players have been fighting against the league forever. Um, if you could pay, it don't matter which one you pick. So I got this one with the stats. Um, so so this is stats about the ball Hamlin. He's a safety, like I say, he's from he's from he's from Autism Purpose. He's from uh Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. He's 24 years old, attended University of Penn, drafted by the Bills. Um, he was having the best season of his young career. 
um, somebody else got injured, got hurt, and he was put into the starting lineup. And from all intents and purposes, he performed up to expectations and above. Um, so, like I said, he was having a career year, and this unfortunate situation happened to him. Go ahead and push play for me. My mind went to a ton of different places, and I think, like, one of the more surprising things is, like, how angry I felt last night. Mm. And I think a lot of people probably felt angry because I had to, like, throw my phone in the corner, and I left my hotel, and I just walked around the city for a couple hours. Because looking at social media, everyone's mad at Roger Goodell for not acting fast enough. You're mad at football. You're mad at this. You're mad at all because you don't know what to do with that emotion. And I understand people process differently. But watching everyone else get angry made me angry, frankly. Because, and this is where my union background, I think, ties in some, mm. is y'all don't give a damn about us for real. You know, and that's what, like, really pisses me off is everyone's up in arms and everyone's, like, grandstanding to a degree about how much you care about these players and how much you are praying for them. But football's not going to go away, nor do I want it to go away. It's far too lucrative and people love it too much, including the players. But what I would hope is that away from moments like this, you remember that these things can happen. So, again... As a former union president, when we are fighting in the CBA to, uh, for uh, financial opportunities or for health and safety considerations, don't call us greedy. <laughs> like, just, just, and so there is no cap, as we have learned, there is no cap to the amount of risk that the players are taking. There is no cap to that. And I know money's not all that important, but let's be honest, that's, that is America's love language, is financial. But there is a salary cap on the amount of players. And so there's a cap to the amount of risk. And I don't mean any disrespect to Robert Kraft or, or um, Jerry Jones or Shad Khan or Clark Hunt or any of the owners of the teams. Like, they deserve to make a ton of money. Cool. Knock yourself out. That was, that was, that was very, very profound. And that... And that um this is a conversation that, you know, the guys that I talk sports with, we have often, right? Because when you look at the NFL and you look at stats, right? I read a stat today that said um, people of color make up 70%. What, what the hell is people of color? Black people make up 70%, right? Yep. <laughs> right? Because you could put whoever else you want to try to put in that in that equation, right? In that stat, right? Um and that's all and that's always been one of my biggest gripes is that I mean, even going down to the college levels, right? That people make a ton of money off of someone else's risk factor, mm -hmm. right? Um what he said was very key. There is no cap on how much money these owners can make. There's no cap on the risk that these injury these these players, the risk these uh players take. But there's a cap on their financial compensation. Where everything in the world says that the NFL is, is, is at its most lucrative standpoint as it's ever been. So how can you put a cap if I'm risking my life? Right? How many owners have torn ACLs in, in training camp? How many owners have torn ACLs working out in the offseason? Right? How many? If you want to tell me you want to put, 
You want to put some specialized language in the contracts to protect your investment because at the end of the day is what it is. It's kind of hard for me to battle that, right? But you got all these stipulations on me getting my money where I'm the only one taking the real risk here. I'm putting my life on the line. I'm putting my life on the line. You're not really putting no money on the line because it's all shared revenue. Understand how this works. It's not, it's not that person's personal money that they're putting on the line. It comes out of a bucket. That's, that's the reality. Meanwhile, I'm putting my personal life on the line every time you step on that damn field. But you tell me there's a cap on my earning chances. And like he so eloquently put, football is not going to go away. Sports is not going to go away. Why? Because let's face it. As a black man, that's one of the easiest avenues, but the hardest avenues we have to become a millionaire. We're not, we not the CEO of these Fortune 500 companies. How many black CEOs are there? And any real business have a ch that really has a chance to be a billion out of business, you really think they're going to let us have one of them? They're going to come and find a way to take it ASAP. That's reality. This ain't about no victim stuff. This ain't about no blame game. This is the reality that we have to walk in. We have to walk around in the skin every day. We don't have the option to bamboozle ourselves. So, yeah, athletic sports is not going nowhere because, like I said, this is one of the easiest avenues we have, but the hardest path to become millionaires and take care of our families, man. This is reality. So how dare them tell them they have a cap on their salary, on their potential earnings, but they don't have a cap on how much money that they could be compensated for owning the franchise. And somewhere in there, people think that's okay. Somewhere in there, it's not an issue. But I can't ride a motorcycle in the offseason if I want to because I might damage their investment. Their property. So, 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 so... Once again, people wonder why I don't like words and all this nonsense, man. Because these words and facts say something different, contrarily to what they want to tell you in your face. You're their son and you're their boy as long as you're making the money. The moment you're not on that franchise no more, how many calls has Jay Williams got if he had the motorcycle wrecked from the owner of the Bulls? I would like somebody to tell me that. That's reality. That's reality. Deion Sanders couldn't go back to Florida State to be the coach, even though he was one of the most the greatest players that ever wore that uniform. Mm -hmm. Degree or no degree, that is the facts. Even down to the college, staying with the college level. Don't tell me these kids get a free education when these kids are putting their life on the line and their body on the line. Ain't nothing free about this. I was one of the ones that Ben said they should get a check, but it should be across it should be across everybody, not just the premier players. Everybody on that team that lays them up should get some form of a check. I don't know about paying four million dollars into somebody's bank account. I say put the four million dollars in there, but give them a, a some kind of trust yearly percentage of it, like a hundred thousand or something. Because last thing I want to see is these kids go out there who used to buy the uh, two cylinder car go out there and buy the the, the fastest Ferrari, Porsche. Of, Corvette they can find and kill themselves before they get a chance to fulfill their destiny. That's the only thing that I caution on. But do they deserve money? Do they deserve compensation? Absolutely correct. 
Don't tell me that education is free. There ain't nothing free about that education. When they getting up five in the morning to go put them pads on or go lace them gym shoes up, that's that's where they paying for that. When they putting their body through that that rigorous regiment that they got to put their body on, when they got to go out there and perform or they lose their scholarship or they lose whatever, there's nothing free about that. Everything is earned. Give people what they earn. Ain't none of y'all lacing it up. How you lacing it up, but you making more, but you making way more. I'm talking way more. The average player can't build generational wealth off them checks. Let's be honest. Because we see the 120 million out of contracts, the hundred, but what about that guy that got 300,000? Is that more than he had yesterday? Absolutely. Absolutely. But more teams are made up of those players than people that's getting big money. That's the bamboozlement part. That's the part I got to understand. And he putting the same risk out there. May not be to the same degree because he ain't getting much playing time. But every time he lays it up and step on that field with his practice or in, his, or in the game, he's taking a chance. So make it make sense. Have you noticed that it's, mo- it's mostly football that's like that where they don't humanize the players? I've noticed that. Is it because they have a mask on, you can't see their face? Or what? Because any other any I think other it's sport. The, I think it's I think I think it's the ownership base. I think I think when you look at I mean, quite now you look at hockey, NASCAR, honestly, average black dude don't care about that stuff. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Right? True. But the sports we care about, football is the outlier because look who look who look at the demographic of the owners. Now that's really look at that. Okay. Right? Then look at the demographic of the average person that's been the Players Union Association president. Right? It's been, it's, it's been black. Okay. Right? It's been more, uh, uh, and I don't know this for a fact, but I'm pretty sure I'm not talking out of my behind right here, that when you add the years up, it's been a black dude as the Players Association president than any other race. Right? Look at, look at who they're fighting against when they say it's time to come up for a new CBA collective bargaining agreement. Look who they, look who they battling with. Hmm. Right? How much, how much battle do they really have? Because let's really look at it. They can't force a lockout, really. Why? Because you got big money on the line. You got dudes that's making $10, 15 $20 million a year that if they don't play these games, they're going to lose that money. Right? So it's, it's a thing where even though it may be beneficial in the long run, the, shortest, the short-sightedness of it is going to influence a deal that's not in the player's best interest. And that's what that union president is supposed to be there for. But but you gotta look at the machine that that person's fighting, and why? You know what I'm saying you, you gotta look at the the optics of it. It's a black guy fighting against 31 white owners. Mm-hmm. Already at a disadvantage. You're already at a disadvantage. But before you walk in the door, and, and they can buy and sell you a hundred times over. You you already at a disadvantage before you walk in the door. That's reality. That's not has nothing to do with racism. That everything to do with reality. I'm a reality based guy. I never, I never had that luxury in life to be naive. I didn't. And I'm thankful for that because I look at things for what they are. That is the most funniest hand dealt in professional sports is that union president for the NFL that's black. There's no worse hand to be dealt. And that's reality because of what that person has to go and face.
Uh, play that Ryan Clark video for me, bro. Is it this one? Yes. Everybody up and says, get out of my office. He was like, if this was my son, I wouldn't allow him to go play football. And I was relieved. I was as relieved as these players are that Sean McDermott and Zach Taylor said, you know what, we're not playing tonight. We understand what you're going through. Because we, this is all we've ever wanted to do. This is all DeMar Hamlin has ever wanted to do. This is the only job in his life he's ever worked for for since the time he was in elementary. And he got to do it. Mm -hmm. But part of it is this risk. And for him to be in this position right now, no one on that sideline, nobody in the stands thought that this could happen. And this is why it is such a difficult thing for everyone to deal with because that young man, not may it never play again, that man, young man may never breathe again. And that's something that the entire world had to witness about football. Like I said, that's, that's like I said, after watching, like I've been, I've been literally watching this all morning. Um, ESPN has done, in my estimation and my personal opinion, has done an excellent job on covering this. Um, every talk show program, sports talk program that I've seen today covered this indefinitely. They weren't talking about basketball. They weren't talking about no playoff scenarios. They were talking about this because this warrants that kind of attention. FS1, on the other hand, I don't know what time y'all got going on over there. Um, Fox. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know what time they got because if that was uh y'all beloved Tom Brady, it wouldn't even want the commercial break today. Mm. I'm pretty sure of that. But <laughs> me watching Undisputed and, and shout out to Shannon, and I think and I wonder if Skip's comments from last night influenced Shannon not to be part of the show today. But he he wasn't on it today. Oh really? He didn't. He oh. wasn't on it today. Um, every every other professional football player that's retired. Um, they were on the shows that they that they normally on, and they were talking about this indefinitely, and they and they were giving their subject of the, their expert opinion on it, right? Because they're they're subject matter experts. They played the sport, they had the violence, they had the collisions, like they know the risk that's involved in this. And every one of them um, suited up today was on was on air, but Shannon Sharp was missing, mm. so. Shout out to Shannon. Shout out to Shannon. Um, I'm not a fan of the guy. I ain't going to lie. I ain't going to be no hypocrite because I don't want nobody to say, Jay, you don't even like him. I really don't. But shout out to him today. He stood tall, and I, and I, and I, and I, I commend him for that. If you're going to sometimes you got to take a stand, and he took a stand today. Regardless of what it was about, he wasn't on air. And I'm going to give him credit for that because it wouldn't look right with him on air with that guy. Right. We got, um, com- we got a comment here. Um, it says uh, Gene Upshaw and the Maurice Smith. The last forty years. I don't. I don't know what that means. Uh, um, Union presidents. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, thanks, Ken. I appreciate. I appreciate that. Still City. Um, he's a Pittsburgh native. Um, so I'm pretty sure he could tell. He could talk about the the energy within that city. Um, because he was. He was. He was. I think he was one of the top recruited players of his class. If I'm not mistaken. Um, so what does the NFL do with the game? It's postponed. I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think there's no way they could really make that game up because of the schedule. I think they probably got to call it a draw and, and 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 live with it, to be honest. Um, or 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 just completely remove it. Like they gonna have 16 games instead of 17 games. Mm. But whatever have you, there's no way 
<laughs> it's just no way these two teams could play each other again. I don't, I, not this year. I don't see no scenario when these two teams can really play this game this year, and some form of emotion is going to come and 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 be more profound than the actual game. You know what I mean? Um, I think it's one of them. It's one of them games that you charge to the game, right? Um, but you know we'll wait and see. The, honestly, that's really not on my mind. I, I I really don't care what they do with the game. To be honest, um, there there's so much more that's going on with this scenario. Um, another thing that Dominique Foxworth was talking about, and I'm not sure how many people are really familiar with the history of the NFL, um, and, and, and the ownership group <laughs> when it comes to player safety or player compensation players' health, et cetera. But one thing that them players fought for years was the retired players receive medical insurance, right? They were not trying to give players that retired medical insurance. Wow. I want to say it was a selected group or it was across the board, but whatever it was, they were not trying to pay for medical insurance, right? A lot of these, a lot of these players, what they discovered, what they – they found over 320 ex-players had CTE, right? Which is a, a form of brain trauma from that high impact, that, that repeated high impact, right? It's permanent brain injury. Um, it leads to quicker dementia. It leads to su- suicide ideologies. It leads to homicidal ideologies, right? Um, you had a guy by the name of Junior Seiyai, right? Legendary football player. Played most of his career with the San Diego Chargers, right? Hall of Famer, one of the greatest linebackers that game has ever seen. This guy wanted to prove a point so bad, he got so distraught that he put a handgun to his chest and killed himself. He didn't shoot himself in the head because he wanted his brain to be donated to science for research because he said something was wrong with my brain from playing that sport, and he was ignored. (laughs) He was ignored. You had Andre Waters that committed suicide. He was a safety. Played most of his years with the Philadelphia Eagles. Another player that committed suicide. Because what they were screaming, what they were saying was being ignored. I mean, look what happened with um, right? Aaron. Um, oh, my God. The guy from the Patriots. So, so Aaron Hernandez, right? Which is a sour topic people don't like to talk about. But they they they, they traced his CTE all the way back to high school. <sighs> right? But... There was a movie, and people that that talk to me when we talk about movies, I always talk about what I believe to be one of Will Smith's greatest movies between Ali and this movie called Concussion, right? Concussion was a movie centered around, what what does it sound? Concussion. NFL players getting concussions and and fighting for compensation, fighting for health care, right? To be treated after they retired, have had medical expenses paid for. That's one of the greatest performances by Will Smith ever. Ever. He received the Oscar for King Richard because it's a safer movie. Mm. If people realize what happened with the concussion movie and around that time, that's where the NFL had to come to grips that could no longer deny with the years of that kind of impact done to the human brain. So they had to put money into a, uh, um, a pot. Yeah, what's the, what's the actual term for it though? Um, a trust, um, a trust? Not a trust. Uh, um, I don't know. It'll come to me. But they had to put funds to the side, escrow, 
right? Had to put funds into an escrow account so that people can draw from it. And no, 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 not from draw from it. So people could be awarded it when they went to court and in whatever compensation the court's deemed that they deserved. Right. So they had to put X amount of dollars into an escrow account. It was in the billions. Let's be clear. It was in the billions (laughs) because the NFL denied this for so long. After that, reactive as usual, that's where all the security measures came in at. That's where security measures come in at. That's why this past preseason, they're testing helmets with an extra bubble on top to further insulate and protect your brain from impact. After they tried to deny this for all them years. That's why that movie Concussion was so groundbreaking. And that's why it didn't win any, win any awards. Because the money it cost the NFL. Wow. Let's, let's be clear. This is, about, this is political and about money. It has nothing to do with player safety, player welfare, player well-being, players quality of life after they're done playing. It's about I don't want to be liable. Or I'm trying to lower my liability financial-wise. So is the NFL claiming ignorance? They didn't know? Like, what What was their excuse? Plausible deniability. What do, you, what do you mean? Plausible deniability. Even though they had knowledge of and where they helped bury the evidence, scientific evidence, for years. What are they saying? It's an assumed risk? They, no, it's not that. They're saying these these symptoms that they were experiencing when they were done playing had nothing, it wasn't football related. Oh. Oh, wow. They just straight up So lied. they buried the science. They paid for the science to go away. This is actual facts. This ain't me just up here talking. This is actual facts of what happened. When that movie Concussion came out, they could no longer dodge, duck, and deny. Dude. You know what I mean? So so this is why I say I couldn't consciously come on here really and really talk about anything else because of the layers that's involved with this topic. I understand. Like, it's so many layers. It's so many... Th- you know, it's a, it's, it's a game that we love. It's a game we love to watch. It's a game we love to debate about. Grown men come together and we argue profusely like we have anything invested other than more than an opinion. <laughs> and I'm being honest, right? The average one of us, only thing we have invested in this is, a, is our opinion. Let's be clear. But right is right, wrong is wrong. When you look at the totality of what these guys, there was a study I read about 10, 15 years ago that said the office alignment and defense alignment, every time there's a snap, they simulate a car crash. Really? Dang. That's the, that's the level of impact and force which when that ball hike, where they got to launch themselves into each other, that's the level of impact. They simulate a car crash. How the hell can you plead ignorance and say that brain trauma I guess, what was the brain trauma? Them studying the playbook? How else are they going to get this level of brain trauma? It was something like out of 340 brains they scanned, 320 of them had CTE. Holy crap. On varying degrees. Nonetheless, but come on. To me, it equates to a veteran going to the VA trying to get medical benefits. So, yeah, I'm going to take that extra personal because my correlation is going to lead me down a different road. You got players committing suicide so their brains can get donated to, to science so they can help future generations of athletes hopefully not go through the trauma they went through when they was done playing. 
Same thing with veterans. You got veterans walking up to the to Department of Veteran Affairs Medical Centers and killing themselves on the lawn. So, so they could be heard because they because they're not being heard. Kenny says there are so many holes in the NFL CBA. No lifetime health care. It was never even on the table. Lifetime health care is not on the table. Like I said, the only thing that they put into an escrow is to combat, is to, is to, is to deal with the CTE part. So do you think there's a solution? Like the, the solution is do the right thing. These guys make more. See, about to have me go somewhere else. <laughs> These guys make more than enough money. Money is not the issue here. Integrity is the issue here. Character is the, is the issue here. You tell me they can't get some group life insurance plan that makes sense? All the owners already, they do profit sharing, so all of them can't give a percentage up of their, of their, of their revenue to put into a pot to get some group life insurance plan for, for, for retired players? You can't be serious. That's ridiculous. There's no way in hell. There's no way you can spit spit that to me to say, oh, the cost of it. This is the most lucrative that National Football League has ever been. They have billion-dollar TV contracts. We ain't talking about merchandise. We're not talking about concession stands, tickets. We're not talking about none of that. We're talking about just with the TV contracts. Now, the, the new contract is even dumber than the previous contract. Like, come on, man. It's not, it's not about that. It's about people that want to take care of their three mistresses and do a little something for their wife. I don't care. I'm going to say it. I don't care nothing about y'all. Right is right. Wrong is wrong. There's no way to frame this to make it logical. I don't care if it's at the NFL level or the college level. There's too much money floating through there for these, for these kids and these men to not have adequate health care. Because let's face it, how many of those college kids go off to the NFL? What is it, less than 10%? Maybe 5%? Maybe 3%? They still going to have some kind of lifetime impact from playing football, even at the collegiate level. That's the facts. Why do I know this? Because I didn't, I didn't play college football, but I was in the military. And I know for a fact then that anybody that served eight years or more has some life-term ailment that they're going to die with. And us, like them goddamn veterans in the NFL, got to depend on a bum-ass system to try to get health care. Because once you're done, they kind of done with you. That's reality. Is, is CTE, is, is that treatable while you're alive or no? No, they can only discover CTE. Out of all the science we have, all this technology we have, you can only get diagnosed with CTE after you die. So. Yeah. yeah. When you figure out that math, you let me know. Wait a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yes. When you figure out that math, you let me know. Only way they can diagnose you with CTE is after you die. But yet, 
They could diagnose you with PTSD. They could diagnose you with depression. They could diagnose you with a TBI. I have a TBI. What, what is that? Traumatic brain injury. Okay. Which is on the same lines of as CTE. Mm. It's pretty much the same thing. It's the impact your brain has taken, and you have deformities, color color uh, discoloration within your brain. That's how you're diagnosed with a TBI, along with other um, neurological symptoms and memory symptoms or whatever the case may be. So, no, once again, as somebody trying to dodge liability from a financial standpoint, let's be clear. This is all about dollars and cents. It's about no more and no less than dollars and cents. That's all it's about. So next time they come up for a CBA, for a collective bargaining agreement, send out a memo to these players two, three years in advance. If you got to go live back with your mama, if you got to sell four or five of them cars, you got 10, you don't need 10. Sell some of them cars, go live with your mama, restrict the finances. No, you can't get your homeboy 100 grand and start that business. Bright idea he had. That ain't going to work anyway. <laughs> Dang it. Right? But we, we about to come up on CBA time, and this time we're going to play hardball and it's going to be a lockout. Because these issues need to be addressed. These issues need to be addressed. The NFL has come a long way with player safety on the field. Even us as fans watching the game, we say, damn, they overdo it. It's only at one position, though. It's only at the quarterback position. It's not like it's across the league and across every position, right? But when it comes to players' health, players' wellness, especially after they're done playing, Players need to have medical coverage after they're done playing. If you want to say you have to be in the league for five years to be vested or whatever that mark is, okay, I know the game. I know how that's played. It's like typically any other company. You're not vested to the five-year mark, 10-year mark, three-year mark, depending on the company, right? But there has to be something for a player that has did more than their fair share of making money for that owner. It has to be more than a thank you and a sign football. Help me understand this. I didn't know. I, I, I had no idea none of this was. I thought, because if you think about it, it's logical that they would have coverage. Like, that's why I didn't think no, that it, no, wasn't, no, no, it no. wasn't real. You're more, you're more fabric <laughs> saying Logically, they should have coverage. Yeah. Just like anybody that's a decent human being. That, But we're talking about capitalism at its finest. True. We ain't got three mistresses to take care of. I know I don't. I can't speak for nobody else. I ain't got three mistresses I got to hold down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I ain't got a whole nother family I got to take care of and can't tell nobody about. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it's all about it's all about greed. At this point, it's about greed. Like I said, the NFL is at its most profitable point it has ever, ever been. Ever been. They're signing contracts after contracts, new deals after new deals. Right? We get bamboozled because we look at the those athletes we see on TV, the NFL players we see on TV. Right? Yeah, they can handle a lockout. They can handle indifference because some of them make more money off endorsements than they do the actual contract. 
But the average player, they looking for next week. They looking for that game check. Are there any uh, NFL owners that are black? No, are not all, one. All of them are white? The closest we got is the Jacksonville owner. Oh, Khan. Yeah, he, he's the closest we got. He Indian or something. Yeah. He the closest we got. Well, I'm only saying because of skin complexion. Wow. Do you think that plays a part? That plays a Do a bear shit in the wood, wipe his ass with a rabbit? <laughs> yeah, that plays a heck of a part. So do, do other sports have coverage after they, they retire? But they're not physical like that, though. Right, so it's got to be something, because it, it seems it literally seems crazy. Because I remember talking with somebody um, about football like this, and don't, I was asking why do football players get played the least, and their their answer said because there's 53 of them on a team. Like if you have basketball, it's like 15. That's why. And so I don't. It, I'm I'm, a, try, I'm trying to play devil's a, advocate here, no, but I, 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 can't. I get the devil's advocate. But you, but 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 you should get paid according to what you're doing. Right now, basketball, you could come down crazy. You could come down on your head. You could all that. Right. But it's not designed for contact. Let's be clear. Mm, true. Right. It's not designed for contact. Basketball started off as a finesse sport. Crossovers, layups, finger rolls. You know, bat- football was built off of volatility. The more violent you is. The more you tackle, the more you put people to sleep, the bigger your check going to be. The more you run somebody over, the more you, the greater your stiff arm, the bigger your check. Right? But it's the least game. That's why it's only 17 games now. It was 16 games. I remember 20 years ago or so, or maybe a long, little longer than that, when they tried 18 games. Mm. <laughs> right? But now it's 17 games. You don't get a lot of it. Because of the the pure volatility of the sport. Right? That makes sense. Like I said, every every hike, there's some form of forceful contact. With every hike, it's unavoidable. Offensive lineman, de- defensive lineman going to get contacted. That running back probably going to get contacted. The wide receiver, or the tight end is probably going to get contacted. But the wide receiver... The quarterback, place kicker, the punter, you know, they can, that's why they can play till they 50. Cause they win 10 is kind of different. But not that defensive back that expected to come and fill that hole and, and hit that running back head on. Not that linebacker that actually to do the same thing. Not that defensive lineman that's asked to push through 300 plus pound men. It's different. So, no, I don't care about what other sport do what. The fact is they should be paid accordingly based on what they asked to do. So I just asked Google, right? You probably know this answer, Rap. How, what is the average length of an NFL player's career? Do you know? Maybe five years. You want to see? Here we go. Look at this. I'm thinking three years. I was going to say three originally. Three years. I was going to say three years originally. Why? Because the pure violent nature of the sport. Your body wasn't built like 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 when you go back in the double back and, and you know I ain't had my medicine today right <laughs> so when you think about the owners in the player union you know what that remind me of what the master in the house dude yeah you know I want to say I want to say in a different way but I don't want YouTube to take me down. <laughs> 
I, no, I think you skirted around it, but I think we got it. You know what I'm saying? That's what it reminds me of. Real, real rap. That's what it reminds me of. It reminds me of the master and the house dude. The property. house dude going to there saying, oh, please, master, can you please just don't leave the door open at night because it's cold outside. You know, I know, I know, I know ain't no heat in that house, ain't no fireplace, it ain't none of that, but can you at least close the door so we can stay some, somewhat warm? I know everything that we asked you're not going to fulfill. I know that we still going to eat after the dog. Whatever the dog don't eat, I know that's what we going to eat because that's leftover. The dog didn't even want it, but it's still good enough for us. I told you, this is a different kind of show here. If you want the nonsense, you got, in, you got undisputed, you got... I ain't gonna do that. You got more than enough shows <laughs> that you could go watch if you want the nonsense. Politics on the corner, real rap with Kane. I see y'all next Thursday. Thank y'all for stopping and watching. Hopefully, y'all. Hopefully that this conversation didn't. It wasn't too much for some, but I'm sorry. I, I'm only built one way. We got to make hard decisions in order to go forward. They're banking and they continue to bank on us to have short-sightedness. And what that mean is that we're only going to ask for so much and we're only going to hold out for so long because of what we stand to lose today. We got to start comprehending of what we're losing tomorrow. You got a call. You want to answer? Yeah, I answered the call. All right, here we go. You're live on the air. Who's this? Yes, how you doing? Is this the guy with the podcast? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Let me call. Let me call you back. That one for <laughs> that me. Was for that, me. <laughs> yeah, that was for you, Phil. <laughs> hey, Phil, he's trying to do some business. Shout out to Phil doing <laughs> business on my time. Sorry about that. <laughs> you know, shout out to Phil doing business on my time. You know, I ain't no hater. <laughs> Sorry black man that. elevation is black man elevation. But like, um, like I was saying, that. You know, we got to come to terms with and we got to come to the reality of somewhere in there, somebody got to bite a bullet. A generation has to bite a bullet. Generations before us were willing to bite that bullet. We got to bite that bullet in order to progress tomorrow. What we lose today, we gain tenfold tomorrow. If we don't gain, our kids gain. If you're so concerned with you're losing today, then why are you here? I don't care what you're doing or what you're in, whatever line of business, sorry but not sorry. People have had chances to get this right. I believe it's going in the right direction, but they got to really buckle down and make hardcore decisions, and somebody got to bite that bullet. And there's no better time than the day than bite that bullet. Because guys like DeMar Hamlin, I pray. I said a prayer for him. I hope his family. Uh, you, you know, I, I can't fathom what they're going through. Um, but this guy may be in a situation where he needs long-term health care. That's just the reality. Because I don't think y'all understand what happens to your body when your heart stops. The impact that has on your body. How your body has to pretty much reprogram itself, and how long that takes. This is not an overnight recovery. This is a long-term recovery. 
And I hope this guy recovers. We need to start caring more about black affairs on the long term, not the interim. 70% of the NFL is black. Which means is we're at a greater risk 70% of the time. Look at the positions that other ethnicities play. Quarterback, majority. You may see some on O-line. I don't think there's no longer a black punter or a black kicker in the NFL. So that's at least 64. <laughs> it's 32 <laughs> teams. Every team got a kicker and punter. That's at least 64 right there. Simple mathematics. We got to stand up. You, you, you got to stand for something. Appreciate your time. I see y'all next Tuesday. Um, we'll get into something else. But like, share, subscribe, comment, share the page. I see y'all in a minute.